really chuffed to be here with um, the wonderful. Introduce yourself, please. It's me, Clara Ampho. <laughs> Who are you? What do you do? My name is Clara Ampho. I am a radio broadcaster, a television presenter. It's also, set, of course, new host of Written in the Stars, available on Discovery Plus from November the 27th. And I'm talking to the British blacklist. People tend to minimise what they do whenever I say, introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Like, oh, I'm just a, a lowly ABC. But no, you're great stuff, Miss Clara. Um, so can you describe your life right now in one word or one sentence? Oh, gosh. My life right now is a lot. <laughs> is that the word? A lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's like, I mean, I say this to my radio team every day. I'm just, I'm spinning plates, spinning plates, spinning plates, spinning plates. I hear you. Do you like it like that, though? I do, but I'm also aware of when I need a break. And baby, when Christmas comes, I'm getting out of the country and I'm going to go and enjoy myself by doing absolutely nothing. So how long is your Christmas gonna break going to be? Is it going to be like a week? Or are you like, I'm locked off for the whole of December? Um, I'm going to be away from like, yeah, the last week of December, about... 18, 19 days off. All right, so tell us about your latest project, Written in the Stars. What's it all about? Written in the Stars, aka Wits. Uh, it is an astrology-based dating show. It's 12 singles who come to a house. I think they're coming for another dating show, basically. So we got them up there under false pretenses. Dun, dun, dun. And then I turn up on episode one. I'm like, guess what? You are here to find love and you have been matched, but it's by astrology. Okay, what? And do you know what? I must have skipped that because I was trying to watch. I watched episode two in its completion. So I just clicked on the first link and it was episode two. So I didn't watch for all of episode one. So I didn't know that reveal at the beginning. They were like, oh, kind of thing. Because, yeah, they're, they're, brought, they're brought down. You'll see in the first episode, to like this lovely area called The Grove. And it's lit beautifully. And we, and we truly shot it like, really, I think it might have even been gone midnight. It was like a beautiful night. Moon was like, banging for you see the zodiac sign and then like they're all walking along and they're like hang on a minute hang on a minute and i'm like hi yep you're here because yeah we've been that you've been matched for astrology and i let them know the basically the tea for the better phrase and we see what happens as these couples develop over the uh the episodes but it's sorry my voice is going <laughs> it's been a long day talking <laughs> oh, mine is the same as i'm getting older i'm sounding more march simpson so we're both croaky here together yeah, that's the premise of the show. So it's just about seeing how these relationships, yeah, develop. And it was a really, really, really fun experience. Really fun. Are you a star sign believer? Absolutely. That was why, pretty much why I said yes. Because I've been offered to do things similar in the past. This was the first dating show that I was like, because before I'd be like, oh, 90% sure about some things or 80% sure. This was like 100. I'm doing it, definitely. So are you always someone that checks someone's star sign when you meet them, whether it's a friend or a potential partner? Because I'd look at everyone's star sign regardless. I want to know where, what I'm dealing with. 100%. Listen, the minute I'm dating someone new or I meet a new friend or I've got a crush on someone wherever, I need, of course I want to know what their star sign is. 100%. What's your star sign? Gemini, Pisces, Moon, Saggy, Rising. Oh, no, you're deep. Okay, I just know that I'm a Scorpio. I don't know nothing else. Hey, go, wow. Okay, no, no. As you know, Scorpios and Geminis arguably have the most... <laughs> Um, debated reputations throughout the whole of the Zodiac. It's so annoying. In my opinion, it's a yeah. 
conception for me. Yes. However, I do think Gemini's you live up to your stereotype. <laughs> okay, because you know what? Yeah, I was going to say something really kind. Because <laughs> the thing is, I think Scorpio women are obviously lovely. Like, you know, three of my really closest friends are Scorpio women and they're kind and lovely. Would I cross them? Would I fear who would cross them? <laughs> Absolutely. Because the thing in the tail is there. But they're little softies, you know, with a hollow and little Scorpio shell. But if you cross them, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean. Well, I was going to say, and it's very, very true. This is, and this is interesting about the show because, because I don't like reality shows and I don't like dating shows. I find them all annoying. However, I was watching the whole episode, like, oh my gosh, because they're in Aries and that's and da 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 da. So, were your star sign sensibilities validated, as it were? Like, in, I know you can't reveal who got with who and know where, but when seeing the relationships evolve, was it like, oh my god? It really is true. Like, yeah, no, no, definitely. And there's one couple that you'll see towards the end. There's one particular couple I'm thinking of. And when they met, I was like, oh, yeah, this is on. They were just truly, like, perfect for each other. I'm not going to give away who, but they're still together now. Ooh. And their yeah. star signs are, like, a proper match. And they're still together now. Can't say who, obviously. But they're having a lovely time. I need help. I would never go on this show ever because I'm too scared. But I would like to speak to the experts. They're amazing. I, I still speak to them, like, all the time, like, Colin, Michelle, and Jessica, we literally speak all the time, and they're fantastic. And if you give them like your birth chart, they will be like, okay. They my chart, all of them, the first, like the first K, like so. What's your sign? When were you born? And I was like, oh shit! And like, yeah, I, I learned some things. So, you know, okay, this is very good. So you said that's why you said yes. You know, there's that moment in that very America's Next Top Model, that moment when you're getting them to kind of the couples to match their answers with the yes or no's. Yeah, some of it was extremely tense for me to watch, and I can't imagine what it's like you being there and thinking, ah, oh, ish. What was that like? And how did you navigate? How do you navigate that as actually as a host in a professional setting? Well, the thing is, I think the great thing about about the production team is that I was encouraged of course to react naturally to what was going on because how could I not you know obviously the first episode has to be quite serious and like welcome this is why you're here <laughs> but then with the challenges yeah we laughed at the funny bits and then we all like gasped at like some of the shocking bits you know people will really reveal themselves to their partner but again this is the nature of relationships when you choose to date somebody you're saying this is how I think about myself this is what I think I deserve relationships tell you a lot about yourself good and bad and those challenges I think were necessary to like to facilitate that you know because that's what you'll have to that's what they'll all have to deal with outside of that gorgeous house so that's what we did I mean it's very exciting I, I'm really now I'm like oh damn it this might be the show that gets me into dating shows damn it damn it damn it but I, I'm excited to see what happens just like about you and your career so this is like you said you, you, you get loads of these things across your desk of course I can imagine and but this is one that says yes to are you in that position where you really are getting the pick of the crop of stuff to do and being a bit a lot more in control of your career as opposed to when you're early I think our first interview was you might have been 2012 so fast forward 10 years I'm in a really fortunate position where let me I'll say this I don't take anything for granted and yeah there are jobs that I, I get first pick up but then there's other jobs where you don't know how many other people are going through it but you know I remember the Dennis the producer we've got like a lovely team of like oh, four producers I remember Dennis saying to me Dennis had worked in the original Big Brother and like some really like big thoughts he was like when we devise this show he's like you're the only person
person we talked about. I've been watching your career for the past years. I was like, goes, Clara has to do this show. I was so honoured. I was like, thank you so much, you know, because look, I call a spade a spade. You know, looking how I look and that's not, let me specifically, I'm not saying I'm ugly, anything like that. I love how I look. I'm happy to be me. But there's a particular, I think there's particular beauty standards, you know, when it comes to telly, there's beauty standards even within our own community. And navigating that, and still making sure that I still stay loving me has been tricky. And I've had to really fiercely, radically, like, love myself, have such um, an unwavering belief in my skill set to get to where I've got. Because I think a lot of people would not expect to see someone like me hosting show. This is why, again, why I'm so delighted to do it, because it shouldn't be this radical to see a darker-skinned black woman hosting an international primetime dating show. But here I am, babe, and I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's even more than I even expected, because it's... It's exactly that and looking at you and some other women who I guess who I'm looking towards like okay you guys are clearing the path and I know it's not it's never easy but it is great to see you in that setting beautiful setting national as you said international show it's not to do with race it's just like love relationships that's so universal it's so brilliant to see the range of stuff that you're doing like every time I see you on a red carpet or hosting in the big it's just like yay go Clara I feel like you mean you said the word range and that's and that's what I, I want to bring because I'm into so many different types of things I think particularly as black women people expect you should only be able to do one type of show or have interest in one type of thing and then people will use that almost to question your blackness and I'm like well no because for, for me as well one thing I cannot stand I hate limited and myopic expectations and viewpoints around blackness particularly black womanhood does my nut in if i want to go and host a show about indie music for example i'm gonna do it if i want to twirl around on tv in sequence in a dance composition i'm gonna do it if i want to host the premiere of matilda i'm gonna do it and so on and so forth because i can because these things that i enjoy and i'm authentically passionate about and i think some people want to put black women in a box particularly especially in tv particularly women with my complexion 100 percent. so i do my work out of passion but loki is also a protest to be honest i'm with you i literally unapologetically this is what we need in this in this, but it's also, I can imagine it sometimes it is pressure. And as you said, you've got to, you probably have to pep talk yourself so much through some of them, those spaces that aren't necessarily welcoming and they're not all in the mainstream. They are sometimes within our community. We don't always readily embrace us. <laughs> I talk, I'll say I'm talking, let me just <laughs> keep steering. Anyway, we'll move on, we'll move on. Yeah. I hear you. That's that's the Scorpio Gemini conversation. Indeed, indeed. So this is all going well, but do you have a plan B? That's a great question. Do I have a plan B? Um <laughs> not really. No. I mean I'd make one if my circumstances changed, but uh, I possibly, but also I think I'd get to emotionally, I think, I, I don't know if I emotionally handled it, but I possibly would maybe become a foster parent. Possibly. Mm. Possibly. But then the thing is, my, my Aunt Bella, she's a social worker, and some of the things that she would allude to, obviously confidentiality, she'd never tell me things, fake, like, you know, word for word, literally would, like, make my heart want to fall out of my chest. So part of me is, like, I don't know, maybe be too sensitive for it, but I think, I think my plan B at a push, maybe I'd probably get further into, like, writing, like something scripted possibly or something like that or produ production like I definitely want to produce television as well as being it as well and say so you might be seeing some more things you might be seeing some more things yeah I, I like that journey for you I like that um, what's made you sad mad and glad this week <laughs> 
what's made me glad? What's made me glad? I think it's going to make me glad my fundraiser for Bloody Good Period. Uh, that's what? Is that, please? Tell us. Please, it's on my... Please, you're so welcome to come. Oh, my God. This is Friday, so Joy Crooks is headlining. I'm DJing. Uh, so it's lovely Tiffany Calver for one extra. And Jagger from Radio 1 and Ariel 3. All raising money for Bloody Good Period, which is a charity I'm very passionate about. So obviously I have my fibroid surgery back in February. Yeah. As we know, to support this fibroids disproportionately affects a lot of black and South Asian women. Um, and so that made my periods go haywire. So, and you know, I'm privileged enough to have good health care, good period care, but a lot of a lot of people are cost living crisis so I've put on this fundraiser it's the very first one I'm going to do them every October and every International Women's Day so it's the very first bloody good music so that's made me glad and what was the other ones? Sad, Sad and mad. mad I mean real talk real talk real talk what's made me mad um, is well it's literally mad sad seeing that poor guy that you've seen the video of that young black man getting throttled by the guy who thought he stole his bike and he's got he's got learning difficulties as well no. and it's horrible yeah that made me quite mad and quite sad, really. Yeah, that, that was a sad man, to be honest. Well, I didn't see that, and I'm, oh, I, don't, and it's like yeah. I don't want to look for it, but if I, I see it, then... I try and limit the trauma that I see, yeah. so, especially around like, racial trauma. But also, I know I need to see it, but then also, I don't want to subject myself to it. It's, it's tricky, as you know. It's hard, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, it's exactly, as you're saying it, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I need to know, but I don't want to know. Um, yeah. What are you watching right now? Oh, my gosh. I, I just finished P-Valley, which I loved. Okay. What else am I watching? Oh, I'm watching, um, oh, it's the one with Maya Rudolph on Apple TV. It's called Loot. And okay, she's, I haven't seen that. She's so funny in it. Yeah, I've been watching Loot with Maya Rudolph on Apple TV. I was watching Yellow Jackets, which I loved on that. And also, I am the Grey's Anatomy. Every um. season 18 truther. I do love a corny procedural. They're my favourite. And I got to interview Shonda Rhimes because I hosted the Bridgerton premiere. I got to meet her and I was like so excited because I just, you know, she's given me some great, some great drama over the years. 18 series, like, that's not a joke, you know. It's not a joke. I'm I'm so behind. I'm definitely a Grey's Anatomy fan. I tried to watch it through with my daughter and then she got really fed up with me because I'm like, I'm always busy so we can never sit down and watch it. We got to like season two. She's like, mum, I'm done with you. Forget you. And I was like, maybe up to season eight. I'm not sure. I'm so behind, but I do love it. Oh, that means you've got lots more to look forward to. I've got lots one day I'm just going to sit them being one day um, are you reading anything right now um, yeah I'm reading um, Sonia Rees-Taylor's book actually The Body's Not an Apology I think it's great like I'm rereading it actually but yeah she's she's somebody that I became aware of around like May June 2020 and I think she's just brilliant and she's all about you know radical self-love and sort of exploring our relationship like with our bodies why we treat them the way that we do place in the culture it's a really really interesting book and like her Instagram is great as well she's fantastic I'm going to check it out and what are you listening to right now I mean because as a DJ broadcaster yeah I'm bombarded with music but what you what's your little yeah I'm listening to this, this I can't lie. I'm still rinsing Renaissance it's just okay. it's so enjoyable I mean if we're going to talk super commercially what's your favourite song of Renaissance at this point I love America Has a Problem okay but I love Alien Superstar and what's the last thing you saw on a stage and that could be a play a musical performance oh, last theatre thing I went to see no because I love going to theatre so at least, but at least we really think about this it might have been Johannes from a Strictly show maybe yeah a show called Freedom I saw no hang on let me let me check on my Instagram actually because I, I usually post up when I go and see stuff oh no I went I went to see Cabaret the Kit Kat Club because Amari Douglas is in that from It's a yeah, Sin yeah yeah oh my god it was phenomenal like they, they deserved all the Olivier nominations like it was fantastic I love musicals as well absolutely love musicals 
And I saw that, and that was brilliant. What else have I seen? And, I, and actually, I went to go see Matilda, the stage place, prepare to be hosting the premiere. And it was fab. It was just really fun. The kids were amazing. Yeah, I mean, the film is amazing. Um, yeah. It's just like, wow, to the kids. And yes. Okay, so what's on your bucket list? Oh, I mean, travel, 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 more travel. Okay. Any excuse me to get on the plane and go somewhere? I'm just like... Get me out of here, man. Like, I just, I, there's so much world to see. What's the destination that's like, oh my God, I, once I've been here, I'm done? The thing is, can you ever be done? No, and I knew, as I was going to add, but I just thought, okay, just give me that one, like, okay, at least I've hit one of my goals. I'd like to go to Cap Verde, so I hear everyone's beautiful up there. Yes, yes, I've heard. <laughs> Actually, no, tell her, I want to go to Egypt because I remember the pyramids. Celebrate. Who do you rate right now? Celebrate someone that you're like, yeah, man, that person's doing great stuff. Oh, gosh. Um, 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 from any field? Anywhere, anyhow, anything, anywhere. Oh, my God, there's so many people. There's so many people. Uh, 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 uh. Can I give you two names of people that I rate? Yeah, of course you can, of course. Uh, okay, the wonderful Danielle Dash and yeah. Can. Artie Williams, they're my girls. I love them. And they're currently in Birmingham right now doing their first ever TV, like scripted drama project together. I love those girls. I love them too. Yeah, there you go. That's good. And celebrate yourself. Make us proud of you. What are you really proud of right now? I'm proud that I'm proud that I've been able to blaze a trail for myself, to be honest. I'm genuinely proud of that. And I'm proud that um I haven't had to do anything bait to be where I am. <laughs> if I'm being really honest with you, because it's it's tempting and there's Listen, there's a very particular way to play the game and it's tempting, but I'm, I'm happy that I've, I've stayed just doing me. Truly, I am. Um, you mean, I'm very proud of you as well. Okay, so finally, where can you said it at the top, let's say it again. Where can we, one, find you, follow you and keep an eye on all the great things you're doing and two, watch Britain and the Stars. So I'm only on Instagram. I deleted my Twitter because like, no one's been horrible to me, but I don't know, man, something about Twitter and the pandemic, it just got mad toxic and I was like, you know what? I don't need to be here if I deleted it. And honestly, I've got too many opinions that I probably could get myself cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Protect yourself at all costs, please. No, so I was just like, no, I deleted it. And so I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I don't make them. I just watch other people. Everyone's really great. And honestly, I physically don't have time to make them. But yeah, I'm just on Instagram, at Clara Anto. And you can like listen to my radio show, watch a podcast. But most importantly, watch Fitness Stars, Discovery, Discovery Plus UK, November 27th. It's on, babe. Thank you.